and welcome to Laughing Labia, a podcast to feature female comedians and get their voices and stories out to the world, redressing the balance. Yes, we are back on our second episode. Already? Nothing went so quickly. That went quickly. We just had a live show um, a week ago and we have fabulous comedians today for you that we will feature when we send it back to the live show. How do you say? My name is Alice Frick. I am the one who can't speak English. <laughs> and I'm here with Catherine Allen, the one who can speak English reasonably well. Ish, ish. I teach her not to. She hangs out well, too much I, I'm with having me. trouble reading English at the moment because Alice made my script. We have a script this time to be organized. Really good. It's really, oh, it's really well written. I think this is going to be an award-winning <laughs> number. But if I if I, my words stumble at all, it's because I'm trying to read this really, like, orangey red text and it's incredibly small. Yeah, I'm having troubles. So let's just put it I there. gave us both a color. I gave her orange and myself green. So I thought it's it's easier to read than the script. For you. <laughs> and it is. Uh, it has a German accent, so uh, she might read it a little bit wrong. Yeah. How it works, we basically have in every live show we have a topic. So you can interact with us and you can send us in what we should talk about. But the topic does have to be based around a woman being funny somehow. So it doesn't have to be a comedian. This time's uh, example is a comedian, but it can be your mum's done something funny, your sister, any any woman. Exactly. So this time, uh, somebody sent something in about this comedian. Her name is Eliza Schlesinger. I hope I pronounced it right. But she's a famous comedian and she has a show on Netflix. She's hilarious. I love her. <laughs> the topic was a party goblin. Do you have a party goblin, goblin Catherine? I do have a party goblin. It's called Mum. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, my mum likes to drink. Um but she's not my probably my party goblin. I definitely have a party goblin. My party goblin has had me falling off stages, pink glove. I don't know, lose my cards, all sorts. I can't even remember because party goblin makes me forgetful too. <laughs> so yeah, I lose stuff. I guess is one thing. Yeah, I actually I, I got my backpack stolen and I was not even drunk. That was pretty horrible. Somebody stole my backpack with my computer in it. So if the thief is listening, please. Give it back. You have my phone number in there because you have my business cards and my phone actually as well. Yeah. <laughs> you can call direct line. It's good that you can laugh about this now. It was yeah. like a lot of crying, wasn't it, for a it few was weeks? Or a lot of crying. Yeah. I sometimes still cry. Oh. But I, I wrote the letter on Facebook to the thief in the hope he finds it because he has my Facebook account okay. as well. So. so you feel better now. It's kind of I feel cathartic. Yeah. <laughs> Job done. Wrote, written a letter to the thief feeling good about myself. I for, I've forgiven. <laughs> Okay, shall we get back to into the live show and yes. see what our comedians are doing? We have actually a quite international lineup here tonight. It is amazing. We have people from Australia, Ireland, Switzerland, Austria. Oh, this is me. Yeah. <laughs> and England. Yeah, we are, we are, we are basically the, the song contest of comedy. <laughs> I won't sing, otherwise Austria gets disqualified. <laughs> The one song contest Austria won was with Conchita Wurst. Oh, yeah. yeah, give me a cheer if you know Conchita Wurst. Yeah. So Conchita Wurst won the Austrian song contest. And I loved it because my grandmother is very religious and conservative, you know, and she saw Conchita Wurst and she said, who is that, a man with, with long hair and a beard and a dress? So I said to her, this is Jesus. <laughs> 
Please give it up. She's amazing. Put your hands together. Cheer for Fran Kisling. Good evening. I am Swiss. I have achieved my relationship goal. I am with someone in Brighton who is not a musician. <laughs> my ex-boyfriend was more interested in Morrissey than in me. I made a list of reasons why I am better than Morrissey. Morrissey is a deep thinker. I like to get things done. I am more cheerful than Morrissey. I am here and Morrissey isn't. I'm not saying I am better than Bear Grylls, but I have survived for as long as he has. Has anyone noticed Americans making geography mistakes? I grew up in America. Being Swiss in America is the same as being Swedish in America. I told people I was Swiss. I got Swedish flags. I got Christmas angels and Swedish outfits. People said, hell, you were one lucky girl. I sure wish that I was Swedish. I worry about Sweden annoying the US. If they do, would there be sanctions on Switzerland? And Swaziland? And Swindon? I don't understand English parties. My invite says a party starts at seven. I turn up at seven. No one's there. I get told seven doesn't mean seven. I don't trust party invites. share some of my deep thoughts. We are insignificant in comparison to the universe. Anyone with low self-esteem is probably right. <laughs> Who's familiar with the Swiss flag? This is an educated part of the audience. The worst thing about the Swiss flag, it gets mixed up with the Red Cross. <laughs> People come to me with emergencies. <laughs> I find CPR stressful because I'm not good at it. I hate it when people die and it's partially my fault. <laughs> I will now demonstrate a Swiss conflict resolution technique. <laughs> Who in the audience has a disagreement? <laughs> Who in the audience is willing to pretend they have a disagreement? <laughs> I think you two would be good for this again. <laughs> Natalie, can you pretend you hate this scarf? This scarf? Yeah. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> Can you pretend you love your scarf? I do love it. 
Not yet. <laughs> what do you think of this scarf? It's really ugly. What do you think of your scarf? It's adorable. My neutrality prevents me from taking sides. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what is your party goblin. <laughs> we all want to know. Do you have a goblin yourself? What is... <laughs> I'm scared. It would have to be a Swiss goblin. And then I wouldn't be the only one turning up to parties on time. <laughs> Frank Kisling. Give it up for Frank Kisling. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed that set. It was great. But I think uh, my favourite part of the show actually came after this, after the set. I think it was after France. What's your favourite part of the show? Um, it was the quiz. Do you remember the quiz? <laughs> so Alice does a, a quiz every show. And, and this particular quiz was Halloween special, yeah? Yeah, it was a Halloween and so special. So the, the audience were asked, what was the question again? Well, shall we listen to it? Maybe? <laughs> yeah, let's listen to it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what is the world's fastest pumpkin caving record? Pumpkin caving? I didn't know. <laughs> I was enjoying this so much. I just kept saying, pumpkin caving? What's the fastest pumpkin caving? And I could see the audience is like, what? What is pumpkin caving? They were really slow with the answer. Yeah, I'm weird just... that, wasn't it? They were all looking so confused. Really I'm like, they're like what, what, what is pumpkin caving? They're like, well, do, do they make a big hole in the pumpkin and then just walk in? It's like a really big pumpkin. Like, oh, God, all the seeds. It's so wet and slimy in here. And I didn't know until the end, until you told me. Until the next day, I think, even. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I figured out what it probably would be if there was such a thing as pumpkin caving. I think you would have, like, pumpkins where you put the lights in and you used it to light your way through okay. the cave. Maybe it was pumpkin caving Maybe. and not carving. How long? What, how, what was the record, though? 26 seconds. Yeah, it's probably yeah, Or carving. something, I forgot to Probably carving. <laughs> Okay, our next uh, Laughing Labia guest was actually a book author. So she has written a book that you actually can't really read on the tube because it's called Sex Drive. Well, everybody else can, it's just you. It's like with your Austrian sensibilities, it's too embarrassed. If I sit on the tube with a book called Sex Drive, it is a bit challenging, I think. <laughs> I feel observed from everyone. <laughs> But she's she's brilliant. Uh, her name is Stephanie Theobald. So check her out. We have a little extract of her. So she drove across the USA in search of her lost sex drive uh, and met amazing feminists. So a laughing lady, she reads a chapter about her masturbation masterclass. I had to say that line because Alice wouldn't say masturbation <laughs> live on there. Um, but yeah, so have a listen. There are 11 women stark naked in a room in a New York apartment. Ten of us are lying with our legs spread, a metal dildo in our vagina, a purring vibrator on our clitoris, and our left hand stroking our breasts, which glisten with almond oil. Your left hand is your lover, the naked 85-year-old lady barks as she patrols the room with her own massive vibrator, which sounds like a cement mixer and resembles an old-fashioned kitchen device. A pioneer and a renegade described as one of the early feminists by Gloria Steinem and as a misguided career masturbator by Jermaine Greer. 
Dodson wrote the world's only bestseller to date about female self-pleasure, Sex for One, originally self-published in 1974 as Liberating Masturbation, came out of Betty's observation during her orgy years in the 60s that many women were faking orgasm. It was an insight that launched her on a lifetime's crusade. Yet meanwhile, down on the carpet, I'm having some performance anxiety. It's finale time of day two, where having learned the nuts and bolts of our genitals on day one, we are now expected to masturbate to orgasm together. We've been going only about 30 seconds, and Maria, the Spanish lawyer, has come already. This is followed by a cry from Ingrid, the vet from Norway, who begins to climax with a soft musical moaning, as if she's auditioning for an Emmanuel movie. Do women really make that sound when they come? Clearly they do. Now that Spain and Norway have come and the only other European person in the room is me, Betty's logic is that I should be next in line. Come on, London, she roars. Fake it! I bought her book. It's fantastic. It's very empowering. I do recommend it. It's funny because we did talk about it in the radio show, right? We did, yeah. The, um, in German, the language is really crazy because this show is called Laughing Labia. And labia in German, if you translate it, the German word is Schamlippe. And that's scary, but if you translate it back into English, the one-to-one translation for, for shamlip is shamelip. Please uh, start the applause going for our next act. She is absolutely amazing, Joe Romero. Hi, wow. I've never followed a talk about masturbation. Good to be here. Hi. Um, so yeah, I just I just wanted to. I am struggling. I am struggling a little bit at the moment. I just turned uh, fifty. <sighs> Thanks, guys. Man, I just turned fifty, and yeah, I'm I'm struggling because I, I like I don't own anything. Do you know what I mean? I don't have have a have a, a mortgage or a, or a car or anything. Basically, all I own is a a cat and a vibrator. <laughs> so fucking live in the dream, right? <laughs> Live in the fucking dream, and uh, I was uh, I was out I was out with my girlfriends the other night, and uh, flirting a little bit with the waiter. Uh, I am an underachiever. I do go with men. Sorry, um, <laughs> and um, I I was sort of flirting with the waiter a little bit, and I and I said that joke, you know, only cat and a vibrator. <laughs> Live in the dream. <laughs> Live in the dream. Hilarious. <laughs> and he said, "What's the cat for?" Um, <laughs> And he had a point. Uh, we need to write a book about cats, I think. <laughs> Women and cats. There's uh, something that's changed that I notice now. When I go out with my girlfriends, we, we go out and have pizza together. And I've noticed something's changed. So the other night, we were all sitting around, and Ebony said, this morning, Steve and I tried for a baby. <laughs> and everyone around the table made that noise. They went, hmm. Yeah. Mm, like that. And Jordana said, you know, um, Jonathan and I are going to try for a baby when he gets a raise. And they're like, mm. and then they all look at me. And I said, I'm trying for some boot cup denim Ralph Lauren jeans. Yay. 395 pounds. <laughs> it's a boy. Um, but here's the thing. I actually, this is true. I actually think they're a little insensitive because I can't actually have children. Um, because I don't like them. They're just... They're, they're quite needy, <laughs> aren't they? Just sort of sucking the lifeblood right out of, out of you. And, uh, and the other thing also is that I just um, entered the menopause about a year and a half ago. And, you know, so I was told, like, 
you can't have children. That's it, you know. I got sober and I thought I would get a partner and I thought I would get children and I would thought I would I would get the package and they're just taken away. And you know, and it and it's been it's been quite painful. And this thing happened to me, man. I was in Marks and Spencers. They don't tell you about the men. What do you know about the menopause, Brian? But what do you know? Nothing at all. Okay, you might have heard of like hot flashes and oh, women get hot and that. But they don't tell you about all the other things. And there's, it's not on billboards. You learn it nowhere, okay? My mum died when I was 22, so I have no reference, okay? So here's the thing. I'm standing in Marks and Spencers. There's a lady behind me, okay? She's like seven months pregnant. She's huge. She's glowing. We make eye contact. And then I feel it inside, man. It's so deep. We make the eye contact. And she's, you know, she's holding, she's behind me. She's like... <laughs> You know how they do. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God. And then, like, this thought came into my head that I'd never heard. And it was like, oh, my God, I wonder what it's like to punch a pregnant lady. (laughs) (laughs) Not, Not in the stomach. I'm not a freak show. In the face like a normal lady, you know. Here's the thing, okay? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, right, I'm 50, I'm childless, I'm in the menopause. And here's the thing. I sometimes babysit for twins, right? I sometimes, they're four-year-old twins, I sometimes babysit, you know, we've got the double buggy, right? When I'm out with that double buggy, the twins in, right? Do you know what people do? Do you know what people do, Brian? Do you know what they do? Okay. They acknowledge, they make eye contact, and then they do, and then they smile. Right, I could have a pig in a bonnet in there. (laughs) I could have a fucking pig in a bonnet. Uh, Oh, I haven't even seen the kid. They haven't even seen it. Like that. And I resent that, man, because without the kids, I'm invisible. No one sees me. With the, with the double buggy. <laughs> right? And so what I, do, what I do now is I'm normally looking after one when the other one's not very well, so I'm out in the double buggy. And sometimes, I, so we go into the cafe, and this happens when, you know, the guy in the cafe says, where's the other one? And I go, he died. Orcs. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. That's all I'm saying. It's really tough. I um, yeah. I so I, it's been really lovely to talk to you. I was going to say like I I do. I, I'm very grateful to be sober because you know a lot of people don't make it. They just don't, man. No, please don't. Not one person. That's just sad. Uh, <laughs> found the other addict in the room. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, no, it's interesting. So, and, uh, I don't, you know, I, I, sobriety can be tough, you know, it can be, I have difficult days, but I don't, you know, I think, if I'm honest, my toughest day, like, in sobriety as a sober person is, was, it was the sound of my own vibrator dying inside of me. (laughs) Right? Battery's going. You know, and the and the cat is like. (laughs) 
So anyway, on, uh, Brian, I'm going to leave you with that visual. And uh, <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope you enjoy that. Thank you very much for listening to me. Good night. Thank you very much. Give it up for Joe Romero. Thank you. And now I'm curious to hear your party goblin. What is your party goblin? Well, I was thinking about my party goblin. I, 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 when I drank, I used to, like, there, there's some sort of renowned comedians who would have house parties. Phil Nickel is a Canadian comedian. He's a really wonderful man. But his, his uh, house parties I used to go to. And I get so drunk. I, I steal things. I just can't not steal other people's things. Do you have my bag? I just back? have to steal. <laughs> Literally, I would steal things. And the shame of waking up with other people's things. But then what I would do is I would send them back in the post from another comedian. I'd say, I'm really sorry that I stole this from your house. Lots of love, Sally Ann Haywood. I'd just name it, put someone else's. So my party goblin rehab twice, I'm afraid. So my party goblin is sat at home looking at fabric swatches. Do you know what I mean? And, um, and watching... Um, I don't know, Killing Eve on TV. Sorry, guys. I know it's a bit dull, but, 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 but that's, 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 that's what my party got me doing. Not partying. Done my partying. Thank you, Thank you very much. Am I going? Yeah, you are allowed to go. Yeah, don't okay. take anything with you. Am I going? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, that was an amazing party goblin. That was, that was perhaps the best. Joe Romero, fantastic, yes. So maybe I don't actually lose things. Maybe Joe is, is around, sneaking around. Maybe she, she steals my, my things as well. I haven't any letters from comedians apologising, though. Yeah. So. <laughs> She's now responsible for everything. Do you see how I've managed to blame someone else for me losing things? Perfect. You're brilliant. It's my cheeky goblin. You're, you're a cheeky smart <laughs> goblin. Okay, we have two more comedians left. And that is an Irish comedian, Christina O'Sullivan, who sings a great song about abortion. It's fantastic. And then Why we did have... you look at me, then? <laughs> I felt really uncomfortable she said about abortion and then looked at me I'm like what are you pregnant I don't even am I no. pregnant I don't know about it what? <laughs> that was just to make sure I pronounced it right okay there was Oof. like a subtle abortion that's correct but <laughs> caving yes. I caved the not abortion abortion so we have a Catholic, no see that's not working Mm-mm. so we have Christina O'Sullivan and then we have Pam Ford to finish off Enjoy. Enjoy. For anyone listening on the podcast, I'm wearing an amazing headpiece, (laughs) the craftsmanship with Beyonce could only dream of. (laughs) So, to the left, to the left, ooh, to the left, to the left, move your politics in a box, to the left, in my body, that's my stuff, yes, my reproductive system, please don't touch Jenna, you must not know about bodily autonomy, you must not know about bodily autonomy, what happens in my body is my business, so please trust me with it, baby, no baby, (laughs) you must not know about bodily autonomy, it's a lot of syllables, lads, (laughs) you must not know about bodily autonomy, What happens in my body is my business, so don't you ever for a second get to thinking I'm an incubator. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Sometimes my grandmother rings me and she's like, so are you you doing anything with your life? Uh, And I'm like, singing? (laughs) And she's like, like in a choir? And I'm like, hmm. Not not really, no. (laughs) Grandmother, can you handle this? Arlene Foster, 
can you handle this? The Pope, can you handle this? I think we can handle this because I think we're ready for abortion. I think we're ready for abortions. I think we're ready for this. And my body to autonomous for the patriarchy. Thank you. <laughs> and we have one more last act for you. She is absolutely fantastic. Please put your hands together for the amazing Pam Fords. Hello, everyone. How are, can you hear me? Yeah. Can you see me, more importantly? Yeah. Well, darlings, I've got to tell you, I've got, I've got me driving shoes on at the minute. Hang on. I've got pants on, Brian, so don't panic. <laughs> That's me driving shoes. But around the corner here, I've got me pulling shoes, but I'm in the wrong bar for this, love. Because I, I do apologise. I don't catch the bus from the side of the street that most of you catch the bus from. I'm, I'm a straight woman who has trouble pulling even a muscle and pulling a bloke. So uh, for, the, for, the, for the lesbos in the room, there you go. And for the straighties, uh, Brian's the only person that wooed for the heels. Now, those of you, a lot of you don't know me in this room. I've got to confess, look, I'm not a drag act, okay? <laughs> Shut up. This happens when I go to Brighton. They go, this is a good one, isn't it? They do. They go, look, no Adam's apple on this bitch. Look at that one. She's good, isn't she? <laughs> i got to confess, though, I did used to have a penis. <laughs> Diversity in the workplace, mate. That's what it's all about. I went through a very expensive operation to get it removed. It's called divorce. <laughs> <laughs> Bosh! Just like that. <laughs> Do you like me ensemble? It looks like Joan Collins has done a trolley dash in Claire's accessories, doesn't it? <laughs> She's my hero. She. Oh, look at myself in the mirror. Oh, shit. Look, I've got, I got spanks on. Brian, I've got spanks on. It's safety pants. No one's getting in there, mate. I'm telling you what. Now, you've got to buy the genuine spanks that hold you in and you can drop a dress size. Don't get them from Primani, you fucking idiots. Because you gain a dress size because they're so cheap it doesn't hold you in. My bladder is up here at the minute. <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> I keep going down. And, it's, like, it's like I've got a gammy leg or something. Isn't it? It's like a three-legged dog, isn't it? It's like a three-legged dog. <laughs> Have you caught my quaint colonial accent? I was born in Birmingham. It's true. It's true I was. And I was nine years old and my parents immigrated to Australia and they took me with them. And uh, nine years old at primary school in Melbourne with a Brummy accent. How do you think that went down, Bri? <laughs> Fucking popular, eh? Yeah, no. A Brummy accent's not popular in Melbourne. It's not popular in Birmingham as it goes. <laughs> Three weeks in, I come home with this accent and my mum said, Pamela, what happened to you? Do you have that where your parents call you your full name when they're pissed off with you? Pamela? Pamela? I said, Mum, I got the accent. It's called survival, Mum. It's called survival. I'm in Melbourne now. I've got to do the accent right. Hey, yeah. So I grew up in Australia and uh, people... A comic said to me last night, oh, don't you miss Australia? What, don't you, what do you miss about Australia? And I said, what, sharks and skin cancer? No, I don't fucking miss Australia. <laughs> My name is Pam Ford. You've been divine. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs>
Thank you, Pam Ford. <laughs> Thank you very much, Pam Ford. And Pam, come here for one second, if you get your shoes on. <laughs> Let's just tell us your party goblin. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure about this. I wasn't sure about this. But um, I go in people's flats. I look in their drawers and things. I look in their drawer. I can't help myself. But also, if the party's shit, I don't tell the people the party's shit. Um, I order an Uber or whatever, and then I say, oh, the babysitter's sick or something, even though my kids are adults now. I just make up an excuse like that. So if I'm not liking where it is, whatever excuse I'm giving you, it's not a bullshit. I just want out of there, and I'm going somewhere like this to have a good time with you guys. See you, everyone. Thank you, Pam Ford. <laughs> okay. What is it that people always steal something and look in people's drawers? <laughs> I got a good insight today. <laughs> So uh, this was now our, the end of our show. We will be back on the 2nd of December. So I'm a bit disappointed. So I got handed the script at the beginning, which I was really impressed with, except for the red ink. Uh, but I've just been told there's no script for the closing section. Yeah, we have to improvise that. Oh, God. I don't know if I can do that. I'm not even getting paid for this, Alice. <laughs> okay, let's just say it was a great show. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Great comedians. Uh, pumpkin caving. Boom. Pumpkin Kevin hit the mic. It, it dropped the mic. Dropped the mic. We've been Laughing Labia, a podcast to celebrate female comedians and female humour across the world. Do do like it on iTunes or whatever you're watching. Uh, please share, try to spread the word as far as you can because we're trying to redress the balance and get more representation of females out there. And uh, review it if you like it as well. And uh, yeah. Come to the live show. We have tickets for the live show. It's every first Sunday of the month. Not in January. We will be not able. Our party goblin will have the power over us. Our party goblins will be asleep in a ditch in Vienna somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. Anyway, that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> so have a lovely day and uh, enjoy. And also have a nice evening if it happens to be evening <laughs> when you're listening to it. <laughs> And we will hear you soon. And send something in if you Did have. Did you say it. we'll hear you soon? <laughs> <laughs> hear you soon. What do you say, actually? I mean, you won't. Yeah, fair play. You won't see them soon, but <laughs> send something in if you have a funny woman. Just let us know, and we will feature her in our show. And we will ask other comedians what they have stories to share about this topic. <laughs> <laughs> And we have a world record for the longest sentence in the history of man. And it goes to Alice Frick. Thank you very much. <laughs> I've been Alice Frick. And I've been Catherine Allen. 